education. Um, so I don't know. To me, those transformation stories are so powerful. Um, that meditation is just a way of healing that I'm like, why would people not want to try this? Yo, what's going on guys? Welcome to a podcast. Not only is this a podcast, but it's our journey. A journey that we hope you want to ride out with us as we intend to educate you guys, inspire, talk about past and current experiences, and to make one think to stop judging others, most importantly, stop judging yourself based on others' views and perceptions. With that said, you'll be hearing from me, myself, Austin Kirshner, but along with our journey on this podcast will be my mother, Kathy Kirshner, and my brother, Dylan Kirshner. With that said, welcome to Silencing of Stigma. We're going back to the roots. What is 420? It's about these three students who after school in 1971 would meet after all the after school activities at 420 in the afternoon and they would smoke marijuana and they would do it all the time. And then they, you know, how did it get famous? One of them did something and they became involved with the Grateful Dead and it just blew up from there. And now it's a... 420 is a holiday where you celebrate. So it's technically not the date 420. It's the time. The date, it's the time of day. So everybody that I work with is like, Kathy, every day at 420, <laughs> we got to celebrate That's this. interesting. I never knew the, the backstory on that. Well, I didn't either, but everybody was talking about it, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. And so I Googled it, and that's the story behind it. So it's not, it, it's celebrated on April 420, but it really represents 420 p.m. every day. Yeah, because I remember in school, everybody would talk about it. Mm-hmm. Today's 420. Yep. Sweet. So, so, yeah, that's what that was about. So I learned that yesterday via Google. Nice. Boy, All right, guys. Boy. Welcome back to another episode of the Silencing of Stigma podcast. Uh, I want to say thank you to all of our listeners who have been listening. We've had uh, these past five, which was ending with Kayla on our last would be the fifth one we're uh we're some pretty good podcast and uh definitely life-changing i would say i was uh talking to an old basketball coach and if you're listening he listens every week so you're gonna hear this but he uh he asked me about listening to the podcast he's like something about um does it make you appreciate your life more just listening to everybody's story and i was like that's a it was almost like put in perspective. I was like, wow, like, yeah, it does. It makes you appreciate your life. Like the fact that you don't go through all the things that these other individuals go through. And I was like, wow, it's a good way of looking at it. But, uh, yeah, I want to thank everybody for listening and, uh, tuning in, uh, every Sunday, seven o'clock we, uh, we air a new episode. So, uh, yeah, we have, uh, Kayla back today. What's going on, Kayla? (laughs) Hey, how are you? Good. How have you been? been great i've been great um just continuing to you know do the things that we talked about in the last podcast um working on the life coaching the meditation the daily breathing um reading learning you seem a little bit different energy today why is that i'm trying to learn how to control my body um i'm learning how to have elevated emotions but to um to be able to sit a little stiller. I noticed that. Wait, is that because people told you you have too much energy or you recognized it yourself? Uh, I think everyone recognized it. Okay, <laughs> including you. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But how did you take it when people were telling you, like, you're over the top? No one really said you're over the top. It was like, whoa, Kayla, like, take a second to breathe. Take- How'd you take that, though? What was your first response? No, no, no. I got to go, go, go. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was I was waking up at 3 o'clock and doing stuff till I would go to bed at 9, 10 o'clock. It was kind of exhausting, um, to be quite honest. And so it didn't make, make the experience very enjoy as enjoyable for me as it could have. Um, oh, speaking of, I got this. Oh, she got a tattoo. Uh, yeah. So it, it symbolizes to breathe, 
and then it's the lotus flower. So we gotta take but, a picture of that before you leave. Okay. Um, so working on slowing my body down and learning how to do less. Yeah, that's a hard one for me. But I think that brings us to a great point, um, you know, meditation, because for me, meditation is doing less. Um, in a way, you're sitting there, you're relaxing, you're working on your breathing, and depending on what type of meditation you're doing, you're, you know, allowing yourself to experience the meditation. So you asked uh, mom and I to uh, do two weeks, I think it was. Mm-hmm. And you said two weeks because that's usually when you create a habit, right? Yeah. And uh, I honestly, I've do- I did the first four days, okay? <laughs> you suck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a word that you want to use. Okay. You stink. You failed. <laughs> no, there's no... Speaking... Su- I'm just kidding. He gives me a hard time all Speaking the time. Speaking of stinking, I might because I didn't shower last night. I'm wearing the same clothes I wore to the gym, so... Just a little fun fact. No, but there's no such thing as failing when you're meditating. Um, the fact that you did it four days is great. Um, I myself haven't been perfect with doing it every day either, so I need to get back on track with it because I, I do feel like um, I'm not you know experiencing everything I could be for, with the benefits uh, due to meditation. So, so uh, yeah, um, I found out very quickly that if I do my meditation like in the evening, I would almost fall asleep while I'm doing the meditation and then uh, I start doing it in the morning mm-hmm. so typically like uh, a routine on like so tomorrow morning I'll get up uh, typically like eat something for breakfast and then I'll read or I'll meditate first and then read one or the two and then I'll go to the gym how long do you meditate uh, it just depends on the meditation uh, the one I do she's like 10-15 minutes what type of meditations have you been doing for before <sighs> Some of them are like so when I search it in YouTube, it's manifesting, um, like uh, love. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget the other ones. Basically, getting in tune with my inner self. Yeah, is the ones I I listen to. Gotcha. But for the most part, I didn't really have anything too crazy. Other than it, it just brings a peace of mind. Yeah. It's like you said earlier, like it slows you down. And uh, brings you more aware to the present. Mm-hmm. And I think it also allows you to become more aware of your body's response and reactions and um, your emotions as well. Mm-hmm. The one was I was listening to, it was almost like you were you're going throughout your day as if it already happened, which was pretty cool. Because mm-hmm. you could almost like feel and experience that day before it even happened. And then you're going through it and you're like, okay, yeah, like I already like watched this this morning happened Mm -hmm. but that was pretty neat i'd be interested if you continue to do it like if that would actually create the day to happen like in that same exact way but anyway what's your experience like with well i didn't do it for two weeks continually you didn't do it at all yeah you didn't do it i didn't do it at all for how long like Uh, you would call me or text me and i'm like not yet not yet and then i just I got myself into this rhythm and I have to tell you, I try different times. So I try in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's harder for me because I kept saying I can't do this like mm-hmm. because my mind won't slow down. I have too much going on in my mind. And sometimes that still happens. But I actually look forward to it. Like I prepare for it sometimes and I do better in the evening. Better in the evening. But my emotions are higher in the evening. Yeah. Like you would think in the morning getting started, like you would be excited and but in the evening, like, I guess I just think about my day and I try to, I really try before, cause I have that tape that you gave me mm-hmm. that, that one that's guided, which I cannot do it without being guided at this point. Maybe later I can yeah. go through that, but I find that I cry more. Like I was really sweating the one night and it was weird because that's what I was talking about. Like I was at the beach, like in my head. And that's what I was talking about. I'm at oh, the so beach. Oh, so you were sweating because yeah, you were at the beach. Yeah, I feel like I was, I was, I was sweating when I uh-huh came out i'm like oh my god like i'm soaking wet but but that's it was hot like i was thinking that in my head like i had myself at the beach and most of my meditations that's where i put myself at the beach is that because that's your safe place or because that's where you like you want to manifest going to the beach i both because it's it's a happy place for me i like that's peaceful for me and i thought in this meditation put myself in a spot where that's where i can be peaceful Mm -hmm. and so i'm always at the beach (laughs) 
<laughs> but I was sweating the one time. I was crying the one time. And Why do you think you were crying? I don't... I can't remember. Like, it's weird because you're supposed to be able to remember this stuff. Uh-huh. And I know the first time I meditated, I was at the beach and I was fine when they, when this, the speaker was talking about me. Like, what... And then when, when the speaker said, look around you... Mm-hmm. I totally lost it at that point when I was trying to look around. Like, I had myself walking on the beach, and I could feel, like, hear the waves. And it was crazy. Like you said, it's you can do it. Mm-hmm. But then when he said about look around and see what you see, I started seeing situations. I started seeing people, and it just totally ruined it for me. Mm-hmm. Because then, all of a sudden, I couldn't concentrate on what they were asking me to see. It was it was kind of strange because why would I see situations at the beach? It wasn't that I actually saw somebody at the beach. My mind went to those situations. Right, right. So I don't know how to explain that. Does okay. that make sense well, to you? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's like once you were asked to look away from what was directly in front of you at the beach, you kind of, yes. your mind started to wander. Um, and it's okay that your mind wanders. Um, that happens a lot during meditation. Um, happens to me too. I just, that just happened to me yesterday. Um, but you know, the thing is, um, where was I going with this? It's okay if your mind wanders. Yeah, absolutely. It's okay if your mind wanders and you know, oh, well, some, some of the tips is that when your mind starts to wander, um, make sure that you're breathing. Cause I find my mind will wander a lot if I'm not breathing at all. If I don't keep the consistent four seconds in, six seconds out. Um, that's true. I have a tendency to hold my breath. Yeah, absolutely. And then I, and that's how I get clear my head is I, I'm thinking when that breathing, when they tell you how to breathe, like you have to concentrate so much on that, that you can't think about, and you can't think about how am I going to calm my brain down because you're, you're counting and you're trying to concentrate Yo. on that breathing. So. Absolutely. Or you can count down from five. Um, I like the breathing because I think breathing is a good part of, you know, the meditation that really helps to get you to be in a deeper state of mind. Um, but yeah. Yeah. And I even took it a step further. I went to yoga. Yay. What kind of yoga? Aerial or? No, it was not aerial. Okay. It was body sculpting yoga uh-huh. over at Crunch in East uh-huh. York. A friend asked me to go and I'm like, yeah, I'll try this. That's freaking hard. <laughs> It I laughed is. out loud twice. I thought I was getting kicked out of class <laughs> because I was opposite of everybody else. And what's that? <laughs> because the instructor was looking at me and she was saying, use your left. And I was watching her and she was using her left, which would be on my right. Mm-hmm. And I had myself at one point, the girl that I was with said, you can't be loud. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And whatever that moon dog, whatever that, what's that thing? Upward dog? Yeah. <laughs> and you have to walk yep. your way down and then do a push up. Uh-huh. Forget it. I just plopped. And then it got so competitive because she's like, oh, you can do this. This is simpler. Mm -hmm. Like, do a modified version. And I'm like, heck no. If I'm going to be here, I'm going to do the real thing or I'm not going to do it. The next day, I could barely sit. It's okay. It's a new experience for you. Yeah, I will go back. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited. Don't get me even talking about yoga, too. Um, (laughs) So I did both. You talked about yoga before, and I'm like, okay, I'm trying to find peace manifestation i'm trying to find a happiness in me and you know what? and that was great the more you practice meditation and yoga they're both for being present in the moment so they'll really help with one another like learning how to be present in the moment and keeping your mind on what's at task yep um yeah so i've got um yoga at hawk mountain so it's this this big mountain that you can see out of when you're doing yoga and um the instructor last month she really relates um yoga to the mountain and like nature and stuff and i just like freaking love it so i'm super excited for it good yeah yeah and that's breathing too Mm. oh yeah so she's telling you to breathe and i'm like great now i'm exercising i got to breathe at the same time and but the best part was laying at the end and the music was Shoot, I did this. Like I did. Oh, that's awesome. But awesome. You should go with your mom sometime. Yeah, you can come along. Is it good along. for like uh, stretching, like flexibility uh-huh. and stuff? I oh, definitely yeah. need the flexibility. You're I'm... using muscles you don't ever use. My mm-hmm. butt cheeks were hip sore. flexors. Oh yeah. I wish we were recording this like on YouTube because I want you to show some moves. Uh, what's it called again? <laughs> yes. The dog? What? The upward dog. Upward dog. Yeah. 
That was crazy. But you know what? I do Zumba now twice I'm, okay, a week. Now, now I'm going to have to go schedule another yoga class because I haven't been making it very consistently. Like once a month is pathetic for me. And well, this is Tuesdays yeah, at Crunch. And then I saw those, those ropes hanging. So that might be aerial yoga. Aerial. There's no mm-hmm. way in heck I'm getting in that contraption. No. You said the same thing about meditation. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm scared if I got to go to the bathroom, Listen, I got to go. Erase the word no. Okay. No way in okay. heck that's going to happen. Okay. Um, because I did aerial and I'll tell you what, the instructor was right there beside me the whole time, like (laughs) instructing me. So I wouldn't fall and crack my neck or break my back or anything. So never say never. Okay. I won't say never, but I'll be afraid I have to go pee and I can't get down. That's my biggest fear. Yeah. But no. So like the, back to the meditation, I believe that it's helped me. He says it's not helping me and I'm just excited because something's happening, but I truly feel better. Mm Mm-hmm. I truly feel like I got this. I was not in a good place a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, but it does help you. Like it puts you there. It it makes your mind slow down. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's important too, after you're done meditation to kind of take some time to just observe what has happened during the meditation. Um, yesterday I was literally writing down, my life coach, he told me, sit down for 45 minutes and just work on your deep breathing. I was like, 45 minutes? 45 minutes? What? So I actually did like 35 minutes. So I was proud of myself. <laughs> I almost made it without even looking at my phone uh, to see the time. Um, but then I started realizing like, holy crap, Kayla, like you're being very closed off. Uh, my mind started to wander and think about things. Um, and I just had, I was so in tune with myself through the breathing that I was coming up with these realizations that like I really would have had to dig very deeply for um, to kind of pull it, pull it out of myself. And you learn stuff about yourself. I've learned uh-huh. a couple things about mm-hmm. myself in these meditations. Yeah. Like things that I need to do for me. Like what? Just like I need to take a minute for me mm-hmm. and stop trying to make everybody else happy and find me first, like help me first. And I've been told this, but literally like through that one meditation, I was cr- like, that's the one I woke up and I was crying about because like it, it was telling me through this meditation that I really don't take care of myself. Like it came through, like, I don't know. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Like it just hit me. Like you're not taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I was eating terribly. I was miserable and sad and I was reaching for something that I couldn't have. I didn't deserve what I was reaching for because I have to find me. Like I'm really finding me through these meditations Good. and I've been journaling too. I've been really trying. It's not that you're okay. It's not that you're not doing anything and you're doing really bad because you're doing meditation. You're doing the journaling and those are two huge things. So you need to also, you know, be gentle with yourself and not hold yourself to such high like expectations. Well, I looked in the mirror for the first time in Austin news. I see a big me because I was big at one time and literally I went shopping on Sunday no, Sunday was Easter. On Saturday, I went shopping and I actually went to the smaller sizes and thought, I can wear this and I'm mm-hmm. beautiful. Like I had to tell that was the first time I looked in the mirror and said, okay, I look really good. And yesterday I wore a dress to work. I don't wear Aww. dresses. So it's just, awesome. it's helping. Like it's Absolutely. truly helping. He's laughing at me, but you know, I don't wear dresses. Everybody works I'm not like- laughing at you because of how you're explaining this. I'm laughing because I'm it's, it, you're finally minute. like realizing uh-huh. the power from within yeah. as yeah. all human beings have i am i'm not overthinking i was overthinking everything mm-hmm. like everything this has truly been a blessing to me and and overthinking that's because we're living out of fear we're living out of these negative emotions we need to live out of love and you know excitement and joy and that's that's what the manifested t- i can't talk to that that's what the man okay. <laughs> manifestation um meditations are really great for they help to get you in those elevated emotions and that's the one you sent me Mm -hmm. and so yeah it's i mean people work like what's wrong with you and i'm like i i stopped overthinking i mean i still overthink we still overthink meditation isn't going to fix your life but it truly like i literally sometimes come home if i have a meeting and i'm like crap it's late i still got to do this Mm -hmm. like because now i'm like addicted to it it's like my zumba class like Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's just to see if it works. Right. Like, you know, sometimes it's, well, I'm competitive. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's like, all right, am I going to get this to work tonight uh-huh. or am I not? Yeah. But I think once you do it for a long enough period of time, it goes from, is this 
really going to work? Is this all it's cracked up to be to like just wanting to do it to get the experience and to really be able to be in tune with yourself? Yeah, it's crazy to be in tune with yourself. Mm -hmm. It it is. And I'm not making it up. Like those people, like I was skeptical of it. I'm like, yeah, no, this isn't. And then when you reached out to him, like, no, like, this is amazing. I, it's funny because I used to be so, so skeptical of doing it. Now I'm so skeptical of the people that, like, don't want to do it. I'm like, well, <laughs> okay, you stay over there then. I don't need to vibe with you. Yeah. Um, because it, I just think it's so powerful. And, you know, the whole reason I got into it was because of Joe Dispenza. And I know I talked about him la- a little bit the last time. I was uh, checking out his websites and stuff. Um, and he, he actually, you know, himself, he got into meditation um, after a triathlon where he broke six of his vertebrae. And he was told if he didn't have surgery, he wouldn't ever be able to walk again. Um, so I think it was like he explained he, he went through like six weeks of hell to the point where he was in his lowest of his low. He started to meditate and he told himself that if he got back on his feet, um, he was going to, you know, he was going to dive in with, you know, teaching everyone else how to do it type of thing. And he's done just that. <laughs> he has books. Um, he has his, his website's really cool too. It, it, um, also explains other people's transformations as well. Like how, um, Sophia, um, had stage four cancer and then, you know, she went and got a CAT scan and there was no cancer to be found. Um, Amy who had depression, um, trouble sleeping, her body felt like she was on fire, she was suicidal, put on antidepressants and sleeping pills, um, took her two to three months of daily meditation, she was no longer suicidal, and her doctor started to wean her off of medication. Um, so I don't know. To me, those transformation stories are so powerful um, that meditation is just a way of healing that I'm like, why would people not want to try this? And we were talking earlier about all the mental health um, all the mental health, all the people you've been trying to help with their mental health. And so when I think about the population I work with too, I'm just like, I just want to go tell them like, Hey, just go home and meditate, yeah. <laughs> leave the hospital, go home and meditate. <laughs> it will help so much if you believe in it and you just do it every day. Well, yeah, because they asked me, like I said, I was in your spot to the one individual. I said, I was in your spot a couple of weeks ago. I called Austin. Austin knows I was not doing well for a while and he helped talk me through it and I helped talk her through it. And I said, I really understand. She goes, no, you're happy. And I said, I've been meditating. Like, <laughs> I mean, I told you, I shared my, what you sent to me with several people. Yeah. Um, that same coach that we're talking about, he was paying for one. He said, yeah, I got this subscription. I'm like, no, no, cancel that. Like there's free ones out there. That is so You do funny. not got to pay for all because yeah. of this podcast yeah. with you. Yeah. <laughs> He's that out there funny. trying to meditate. I'm like, no, cancel your subscription. They're free. Oh, absolutely. And he's going to come back to Pennsylvania at some point, and he's going to go to yoga class with me. I said, 100% sure we're getting kicked out of yoga class. (laughs) 100% sure we're not going to be able to do yoga. It will be fine. But, yeah, no, I actually had someone reach out to me and be like, hey, like, I use Audible. And I was like, what's that? Like, honestly, I'm all about getting resources that are free. I just YouTube uh, meditation for manifestation, man meditation for, you know, healing, meditation for releasing headaches, um, things like that. And then I just create a playlist and then I go and repeat the ones that I like. So that's cool. Austin, this is similar to that book you're reading about illness and stuff. I'll have it right here. He's been reading a good book. Okay. Listen, I don't need to go buy any more books. You can borrow his (laughs) when he's life force. Okay. Tony Robbins. Yeah. I like him. This book. This book has a lot of stuff in it. Uh-huh. Uh, I just read the... I actually got through majority of it, but the last one is the last chapter was The Power of the Mindset, which was very interesting. Yeah, but the whole book was interesting. Like, he would give me tidbits of uh-huh. information how you don't have to be sick. Like, you make yourself sick. We make sick. ourselves sick. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It's I, a, 95% of the time, it's the environment. Something close to like that. Do people look at yeah. you when you're weird when you say that? I don't care. I don't take notice. They, they already think I'm weird. I swear, when I first said, like, you quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure I told you in, in front of you and dad or Dylan or whatever, and I said, I don't get sick. It's all in your head. Oh, absolutely. And they never said anything because they don't they don't understand that. But if you truly think about it, and I read, I read it in multiple books, 
where they say you can literally think yourself into your own sicknesses. Yes. But you can also, the reverse is also possible. Yes. You can think yourself into a great life, a beautiful state. I tried it at I, work. My my work people are my guinea pigs, and I literally told this girl who was sick, I'm like, it's in your head. She said, no, it's not. I've been sick since September. I said, you, <laughs> have, you had problems in September. This is in your head. <laughs> I'm on antibiotics right now. I'm like, I don't know what to tell you. I just learned somewhere. It's in your head. Austin's been reading a book. <laughs> Quote me. I don't care. Throw my name out there. I do, because they know him. No, no. He's so right, though. Okay, so I was thinking about this literally today. It's so weird you brought this up. I was thinking, wow, you haven't been sick in a really long time. I haven't been sick. I can't remember the last time I've been sick. Every winter I get sick with strep, um, the flu, something. That didn't happen to me this year. I didn't get COVID. I didn't get anything. Maybe I had COVID and didn't know because I was on a such high frequency and such high uh, vibration that it was just like, COVID ain't going (laughs) you. I don't know. But anyways, so yesterday I threw away all of my medication. The only thing I kept was Excedrin because I'm still working on the headache thing. Um, but it still happens very seldomly. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. And I will sit down and look at people that get sick very often. And I will just be like, you know, your environment is creating your sickness. And I think about the environment that person might be in. And I'm able to pinpoint exactly why that person is getting sick all the time. Are you saying, like, the cleansingness of the environment or are you talking about like the people or like mindset oh the mindset mindset they sit down and complain oh i don't feel good it's gonna be a rough day today (laughs) oh but the thing is another day of being sick yeah and guess what you're gonna be sick sick. tomorrow too (laughs) i'm starting to feel sick (laughs) yeah exactly and you and i don't know about you but i don't want to like hear that because it's like it's so energy like sucks out your energy it's like i don't want to fucking deal with that all right let me challenge you to how come little kids get sick because their environment what are their parents doing what are the parents talking about what are the parents mindset i wish i could go into further further detail about this because this one hits very close to home to me but i'm i'm gonna just okay then that makes sense i'm like oh i got one yeah the kids get sick if they can't think that because he tells me he tells me chase can't think or not, he can't think. But you need to stop spitting words out. Not that he that. can't think. What do you, you say? Think I say. No, what do you say? He lives. He lives in the moment. I literally sat out of my truck out here, and there was yeah. kids out there. Yeah. Just four of them coloring on the street. Yeah. That's living. That's what you said. Yes, living. To, He's to living. be able to get back to that as a human, to get back to that childhood stage where you just live in that present, like they don't have nothing to worry about. Oh my God, stop. I was, okay, I was reading The Mastery of Love, another great book. Um, I, I listen, I'm the mastery of all of this shit. I literally, I literally read four books at a time. Whatever I'm feeling that day is what I read because I want to just know it all, um, which will never happen. He does, but. just by the way. Didn't you just hear That's him? crazy because I he do knows the same it all. thing. You read four books at a time I, too? I, two. 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 Oh, okay. Well, it's okay. Anyways, um, so what, what it was saying is that kids are so good at being in the moment and living that life of love. And then once the parents start to punish them for things that they don't know why, they start to live out of fear. They start to live out of survival. And it was just so interesting. It makes to me sense. Because it's so true. That is very so interesting. And so it's like, yeah, like obviously if a kid is going to do something that's going to really harm themselves or harm someone else, stop them. But we need to be more mindful as like a society about how we're going about doing that because we're literally creating the anxiety and the fear out of our kids. Because um, we say no all the time. All no, the time. don't we do just that. Had, no, I just had no, this conversation with no, Dylan. no, no. Like instead of saying no, just redirect their... Redirect them or let them learn. Yeah, let them learn. Let yeah. them learn. Unless it's like life-threatening. Yeah, that's you what gotta, she said. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. There's, yeah there's I just had this conversation with Dylan Tory. They were literally telling Chase no, and then Dylan was saying, me and Dylan almost agreed, but Tory was saying something about you don't say, you can't say no because eventually no becomes so abundant that they don't know it, know what the, like they're doing wrong. Because no just means no. And if you say no and they keep doing what they're doing and you keep saying no, it's not working. They mm-hmm. have no... There's n- nothing there. So I was. I said you have to say no and you have to explain why why they can't do that thing. That way they can put meaning to that no. Does that make sense? Yeah, but can they comprehend that at one year old? Show them. Or, or I mean, like, you can say no hot because if he's touching something, like he touches like, my outlet, right. I'm like no hot. And so now he points at it and looks at me and knows that he can't touch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like she said, like just let him 
let him fail himself. He'll let figure him it electrocute out. him. <laughs> no, not that kind of stuff. I'm just kidding. No, that's like interesting. You can't, when a kid runs and he trips and falls right. on himself, you can't do anything about you that. You don't need to put a Band-Aid on it. You don't need to kiss it all the time. Oh, okay, you can get back up and you can keep walking. Good job. The you majority, can walk. And the majority of the time, like, why they cry is because the parents are like, uh-huh. They start looking all scared and stuff. And the kid's like, oh, what did I do? And then they start crying. So, so when Chase banged his head on the sidewalk out there because I wasn't holding his hand, I had to bring him back in with a brush burn on his forehead, on his knees. He was crying at first. He held his breath. And I'm like, you're fine. Come on. I put him back down and I brought him in the house. Let me make a statement, too. Uh, I was holding Paisley, which is my twin Kelsey's um, newborn. Well, not newborn. I don't know. Well, she is enough. like six months. Yeah, close, close enough. Newborn um, but I was literally over visiting and I was literally holding her in one hand and reading my book out of the other. And I said, look, look, you can do things as a parent. If you really want to do something, you can find a way to do it. Because I hear it. I hear it all the time. Like, I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to do the things that are going to help me because I have a kid and I'm busy. Their rebuttal on that is you don't know until you have a kid. Yeah, I told my twin, I said, you know, give me your kid for the weekend. I want to see what it's really like. But that's just a weekend. I, it's exactly what she said. I, I'm just talking from their standpoint. <laughs> oh, it's just yeah. a weekend. Yeah, I was like, well, I'm sorry. I, I'm not going to pop out a kid to learn, <laughs> to to learn this. Don't, don't recommend it. <laughs> don't even manifest that. It could happen no, to you. No, no, not manifest that. No worries. <laughs> no worries there. Okay, so we could actually talk our way into being sick. In your book, we're back to your book. We got off topic there for a second. I don't know nothing else in the book. Oh, the there's book. a lot of things to uh, back up that statement, though. Oh, absolutely. And back to the the sickness. Yeah, you know, you felt like you you didn't get sick this year. Mm. Nope. Yeah. And my allergies. Usually, my allergies are so bad by March that people are like, "Oh my gosh, you sound like crap." Um, you, I just sound sick yeah. for months. Yep. This year, all I have is a little bit of congestion, and um. I'm a little tired. It didn't but last you know long what? either. No, no. Yeah. But you know what? Like this is way better than years prior, yeah. and I'm not using any medication for it. Yep. So what's that tell you? I don't know. I, don't I was know. listening to a guy talk about that, about how he he hasn't been sick for years, and he talks about how when you're sick, okay, when you're sick, hacking, coughing, whatever, runny nose, and you're you're like you get to the point where you're like okay i'm done with this i'm tired of being sick i'm getting over this what usually happens you get over it exactly because you speak Cause you it into I'm existence tired of it. then you get over it okay so let me ask you this i was at zumba the other night talking to a nurse who works in the er and we were just talking in general about different things doing zumba um on zoom because of covid and stuff and she said covid is going to come back in the fall only you answer this one so are we manifesting that covid is going to come back they say and she's not the first one to tell me this we got to be careful i was in a meeting and they're planning something in vegas in the fall and someone in this meeting said are you ready and prepared if we have to do this virtual again because COVID is coming back again with a vengeance in the fall. Well, yeah. And the whole society is going to say that. So therefore it's going to happen. That's again. what I mean. It's going to happen again to those people, to those organizations. <laughs> it's not going to happen to me, <laughs> but like, it's not going to happen to me or Austin, <laughs> but it's going to happen to them. Facts. Facts. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I mean? Like that just goes like, that's yeah. how serious you can manage. How do we yeah. know that it's going to come in right. the fall Right. right now? Why are we not preventing it? If it's gonna, why are if we, we just know living our life without COVID? Like, yeah, I feel like we're just getting out of this, and now all of a sudden I'm being told we gotta just, prepare. I know I said this in the last one. I think I took it out, but just behind obesity was anxiety and fear-related disorders. Was the uh, the two risk factors for people with COVID? What is so it? Number Say one, it again. Number one is obesity, and number two is anxiety and fear-related disorders. Absolutely. Fear was more deadly for COVID patients well, yeah. than severe diabetes, chronic kidney disease, chronic uh -huh. obstruction, and pulmonary disease, and heart disease. Because those people are manifest, they're living in such fear and anxiety of getting it that they're going to get it. <laughs> so to answer your yeah. question or your statement, only the ones that fear it are going to get infected by it. Okay. What about <laughs> those ones that died that were young 
and were healthy. Those had those. Do you they think had, they feared it? They, they had, had underlying health issues, which could have fear could have, like, was a a partial. Okay, that's fair. Because we been. don't know. We don't know. It doesn't matter what age fear comes in all Listen, ages. Here, back to your thing about uh, the breakthroughs with people with cancer. If they feared, if they were told you have stage four cancer, you're you're gonna only have four months to live. Take that same person. If they feared that that cancer, what are they gonna do? They're gonna stop living. They're gonna and stop count living. Their days. They're gonna count their days. Versus the people that had breakthroughs, where they're like, I don't care what I got. I'm gonna get through this. And I'm gonna make it to the other side. So now you have people with these diseases or whatnot, and they get they hear about COVID. Now you can see how fear could be a big factor in that. Like, okay, COVID's around. Like, I gotta be cautious. I gotta be careful. I gotta almost limit my my life to certain things now because there's COVID out there. See what I'm saying? But I get it. And that's why the one doctor, my dad died of cancer, lung cancer. But when we were sitting in Hershey and my stepmom said, how long does he have to live? The doctor said, I'm never going to tell you that because he could die today. We could go, he could walk out in the parking lot and get hit, hit by a car. You might die tomorrow. Wow. Right. And and I really appreciated that with that doctor because that's true. If you tell somebody you have four months to live, they have four months to live. And sometimes they worry so much it's oh my gosh, they got four months, but they only lasted two because you stop living. You stop you're thinking like I'm and I I can't none of us sitting here I don't think can imagine if somebody told me I was gonna die of a disease or cancer or whatever, where my mind would go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. There would be probably a hitting low before you decide to, you know, really try to use meditation and every other tool in the book to holistically heal yourself. Yep. So back to meditation tips. (laughs) Tips with Kayla. Yes. Okay. So (laughs) when? When should we meditate? You should meditate whenever you will actually do it. So I know you guys, you guys do it in the evening. I do it in the morning after a very cold shower. I'm already awake. I know it's going to get done if it gets done first thing in the morning. And for me, that's that's what works. How long? How long? Um, so that's up to you. Um, 10 minutes or more. Start with whatever you feel comfortable when you're first starting off. And then try to slowly, um, you know, do a little bit longer, do a little bit longer. I think somewhere I was doing research and it said like, you know, 30 minutes or so is when you 20 to 30 minutes or so is when you start to get into the deeper meditation Mm. where you might be able to find, you know, more benefits from it. Um, now I think that if you, if you believe enough with the 10 minutes, I feel that you can, you know, still achieve, um, benefits from it. So for someone that's never meditated before and they're like, okay, I get this whole meditation thing is good. Like I should probably do it. Mm -hmm. And they, they try to picture themselves doing it, but they don't know whether they're sitting, standing, where they're at. What position? Um, well, whichever one you feel comfortable with. Um, what's comfortable to you? For me, I started doing it sitting up. And then I tried to do it laying on my bed, which definitely didn't work because I fell asleep. <laughs> and then I... I now do it sitting against the wall because it helps me to have good posture, which helps with my deep breathing. And then, you know, just, it just sets me up for a better um, meditation. So that's what works for me. You can also walk, um, which I don't know how I, I feel like that for me would make my mind like harder to stay in the moment mm-hmm. yeah. and me the meditation, too. but I well, think- it's peaceful when you walk, if you're going to walk in the woods, you hike. Right. Like, I walk at John Rudy. Like, I can't wait now if the weather's warmer. But that's peaceful, too. Absolutely. And you can lose your mind and your thoughts when you're looking at nature. Well, I'm also at the point where I'm able able to kind of get into that meditative state without the guided um, stuff. So, like, I'm hiking. I can be present in the moment. And I can, you know, kind of get into that meditative state anyways. Uh, so, I think... A uh, challenge for a lot of people would be a wandering mind. I know you mentioned it already, but I think it's important to mention it again. What do you do when you have a wandering mind? Um, so when your mind starts to go and think about, you know, what you got to do for the rest of the day, because I know that's a big one for me, uh, or, you know, just thinking about a relationship with someone or whatever else, maybe work. Um, just, just make sure 
you are still practicing your deep breathing. A lot of the time when I find myself wandering, my breathing has stopped. And once I start breathing, it like refocuses me onto the meditation. Um, if that doesn't work for you, you can try to count backwards from five. Um, and you know what? If your mind is wandering after trying those two things, maybe your mind is supposed to be wandering right now. I had to stop sometimes. Sometimes when I do it, it's just not the right mm -hmm. move. So then I go get in the bathtub because I sit on my bed. I sit my feet out on my bed when I do meditation. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll just say, all right, this isn't going to work. Like I just know that I can't settle my brain. And so then I go get in the tub or whatever, and I can't meditate in the tub for some reason. I just can't. But, uh, and I get back in bed, I'll try it again. Mm -hmm. Like, it's kind of like a challenge to me to, and it's not supposed to be, it's supposed to be, but I'm so competitive well, with you, myself. I'm like, I'm doing this. You can get better at it. Yeah. You know, there's, I'm no, try right, this there's, dirty. No, there's no way, there's no right way to do it, but there are things that you can do that can help to set you up to have a better experience. Yep. Um, so, absolutely. Those are some uh, very interesting tips. Mm -hmm. You got anything? Tips? Yeah, from your experience. Well, I don't have any tips for anybody. From your experience. You you just started. I like, just started, but that... it's, sometimes it's just the breathing part. Like Kayla said, sometimes that is my meditation. is just concentrating on my breathing. But then I'm like in that moment. Like... It's, it's hard for me to explain because breathing is a big deal to me. If I'm feeling like I can't breathe, like I told you before, I can't do that because I can't breathe. That is not the case when I'm meditating. So those people who think I can't do this because I will start thinking about that I can't breathe, I've not had that issue. Good. But sometimes, and mine's quick. Mine's a 10-minute right. one that you sent me. I, I need You sent me a, lo a longer one, 20 minutes that I need to practice and do. But sometimes that's all it is, is just the breathing. And then when I'm done, I'm like, wow. I don't even know what, like my mind was clear. Mm -hmm. And then I start journaling. Like I try to journal afterwards. I find like I'm writing things down in a journal that may have happened. Yeah. I think that's a great idea to make observations of how your meditation yeah. is going. Yeah. I write down like how this one went, like, and I have success in the evening. And like you said, like yeah. you, you're in the morning, I'm thinking about what do I have to do that day. In the evening, like, I'm winding down. Mm -hmm. Like, my meetings are over because I keep so busy. Mm -hmm. Like, now everything's over so I can forget about that. I'm trying to learn to forget about what happened in the day and look for what's going to happen the next day. And I know I'm supposed to live in the moment, but that helps me. Like, I can forget now. Like, I don't stress about the things that happened the day before. Right. I, I just don't. And it's okay to look at tomorrow but I think the important thing is are you able to bring yourself back from that like you don't want to stay stuck looking at oh this is tomorrow this is what it's going to be for me um, you want to be able to pull yourself back and be able to bring yourself back to the present moment um, I feel like you're really doing well at this when you're able to say okay I'm going to think about tomorrow I thought about tomorrow now I'm going to pull myself back and you're able to keep switching back and forth and you're in control at that point. So I think that, you know, that's important. And it helps me sleep, actually. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, 100%. Like, if I, I did it in the morning like you, I'd be ready to go to bed. Like, Austin said he falls asleep. At nighttime, like, that's one of the last things that I do. I literally turn my phone that I can't hear it beeping or anything like that when I do it. And most of the time, I just don't even turn it. Austin, I hope there's never an emergency, but... Because I'm so used to hearing those buzzes in the middle of the night or whatever. And then I would get up and look at it. Mm -hmm. And then you get, you know, your sleep's broken. So literally I just turn it off, turn it over. And whoever's trying to reach me at whatever time in the middle of the night they are trying to reach me, I don't, I don't hear it. Absolutely. And you did say earlier about breathing. So, um, you know, if you do find yourself having a hard time with the deep breathing, what you what I do is I hold my right hand over my heart and then I hold my left hand over my stomach and make sure that I'm like noticing like myself pulling in my ab abdomen um and you know doing mm -hmm. the deep breathing that I'm really doing helps it right me. now <laughs> she just said she saw me do that I'm like <laughs> there's always a time and place this is just a time or place I know but she I'm just like <laughs> I she's doing did you see me do that I was doing it like, too I was showing like, you guys yeah <laughs> wish people could see this <laughs> that was weird i just clearly took a breath when she said that i'm like let me try this 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I think you've been holding your breath the whole podcast. I do hold my breath even when I do Zumba. Yeah. So this is good helping. It is, it really is a hard um, task to really work through. Like playing basketball, I think, I think the whole reason, you know, playing basketball, I don't think I ever breathe. Yeah. Correctly. So I'm going off of what, the last 10, 15 years of not breathing properly and trying to do it now. Yeah, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's funny. (laughs) I'm thinking about it right now. I feel like I need to take a deep breath, but I'm not. Go ahead. Go ahead. Close your eyes. Stop. (laughs) Start from the top of your head. Stop it. To the feet. Just stop it. Okay, good. Austin, next time I come, I'm bringing some books and we can do a book talk. Sweet. What books? Um, Let's see. Right now. Personal development books? Oh, yeah. Basically what I read. I'm reading The Mountain Is You. That's Never about um, self, how we self-sabotage. I'm reading the, ma- the Master of Love, Mastery of Love. What's that about? Love, relationships, and um, how I, it explains a lot about how we live out of fear instead of love and how that like creates the whole anxiety cycle and how you know we do self-sabotage things because we live in such anxiety that we're predicting those things that happen in our relationships. There's different kinds of love, isn't there? So, like, love, when I, when I hear love, there's obviously the relationship love. Right. There's family love. Yeah. There's, like, caring for other people love. Yeah. Like, those are different types of love. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. And you know, what other books? Uh, the Power of Now. I read that. Yeah. That's crazy. You uh, have that yes. book. I do. I gave it to you, I think. You Mm-mm. kept saying that you were going to read it. You don't. I don't think I have it. I only have no. Jay Shetty. You have another one, I think. Oh, Jay's good. I love I Jay love Shetty, the monk. Mm-hmm. The monk. <laughs> I don't have that book. I'm trying to think of the other ones. Yeah, I have like two other books. The subtle art of not giving a fuck. I just started reading that, too. Yeah. That's interesting. I thought you had that book for a while. I think Dylan had it. I just started oh. reading it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely some good books out there. Oh, absolutely. And it's like every time I... like. Not, I'm not worried about buying clothes anymore. It's like, oh, I'm at the store today. What book? What books? You know, what book can I buy today? Like literally today at Sam's Club, I bought a book about um, God and spirituality, and I'm like, Are you getting into that? Yeah, I'm trying to find myself um, in my deeper sense of spirituality. Um, I'm actually going to church next next weekend, I think, and. That for me is like huge step because I always said like the saying like if I walk into a church it'll probably burn down. Um, so that's a great. I feeling. think you're gonna get a total opposite uh, reaction to that. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a very interesting journey to go down is to find spirituality and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. What well, to believe? I think I think too that my parents forced it for such a long time that I was so turned off by it that like i really just needed like my space and my choice to really like be able to find where i'm at with that i think that's that's interesting and a lot of people that i talk to they say i'm spiritual but not christian Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like that's the common theme that i see now i have spirituality but i'm not christian i don't preach christianity i don't i don't think they link together they can spiritual is it's christianity is like a religion and they don't believe that they're in religion they are spiritual so they're not they're spiritual spiritual right they're spiritual but not in christianity so they don't believe in that religion but they believe in a power they believe they're spiritual not to the regimen of christianity where you're told different things Hmm. i don't know it's interesting but yeah i said the same thing i I preached for a long time you don't need to go to church to have a relationship with your higher power whoever that or whatever that might be but i go to church faithfully every saturday sunday now not because to your point i'm not forced to go Mm -hmm. and so i feel like when i go there it's because i want to be there Mm -hmm. and my connection isn't to walk out and say, okay, I did what I had to do. I went to church this week, so I'm a good person. I don't go so I can walk out and say I'm a good person. I went to church. I go because when I'm there, it's like the holy, it's the weirdest feeling and vibe that I get when I'm there. You're present. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I'll cry, and I don't even know, like, I'm not crying over anything sad or happy, and I walk out, and it's funny, the one pastor said to me the one day, I was having this, I was struggling, and he said, he walked past me and he said, when I walked past you earlier, 
I felt like you are putting yourself, you're, you feel as though you deserve a happy meal at McDonald's and you really deserve a fancy meal at a restaurant in a corner. That's what you deserve. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like, mm-hmm. that's true. At that point, I felt like I didn't deserve anything. And how he just walked past, who I've never talked to before, and just made that statement. He said, that's what I'm getting when I walked past you earlier. Absolutely. And oh. it's crazy. Yeah. So I don't go to church like we were Catholic. I don't know if you were It's the same thing. You repeat the same prayers over and over and over. This church, it's always different. They don't force it on you. But some of the things they say, you feel like they're talking right to you. And yeah. they will come to you and say, I got this vibe. I don't know if this means anything to you. But I feel like this is what you need to hear right now. And that's why I love the church. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to try out this new church, and I want to watch some of their videos because they live stream. Um, but the thing with church that really gets me is is you know the songs. I'm not you know I'm not too big into the songs. Um, and just from my childhood experiences, I was like, oh, it's time to sing again. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll stand up and sing as I'm halfway falling asleep at church. And then um, sometimes it's, you know, a lot of the sermon talk about, like, you know, disciples, Jesus, God, and stuff. Like, I kind of get lost sometimes in the story. So I need to work on being present in the moment, listening to that. But um, it sounds like the church, the church that I'm going to try to go to, my friend goes to. And so it's all about the people you know. So, like, I'm so grateful that she mentioned it, Mm -hmm. told me her experience, because now I'm like, oh, like... She talked about how, you know, healing, anxiety, like, struggles, and really emphasis on that. And I'm like, yes, that sounds like I need to be there. Um, It is weird. Because I went because uh, a guy in recovery needed a ride on July 4th because the bus didn't run. And I'm like, I'm not going to like this, but I'll go. And I'm like, it's just like a holy roller church. Like, I'm not used to this. And it was crazy. And I I still go. Oh, that's awesome. That's how I got to the church I got to. Awesome. And they sing for the first 45 minutes. You stand and sing for 40. But it's not, it's like not church music. Like literally, I listen to this music in my car now. Really? Yeah, like 101.3. Well, and this is, this is the great thing about church though, is you were so open-minded to it. And look, look, because you were open-minded and went once, now you're going, you're yeah. making it a habit every week. Yeah. And I Actually, miss it. more than every week because you listen to it in your car. I listen to it, yeah. It doesn't, but I don't say I have to go to church. I don't even right. like the word church. Yeah, like, I'm, you get to go to church. I get to. Do you ever hear that? Yeah, I get to, to go. Yeah, yeah, I get to go to church, and it's like crazy. Mm-hmm. And I see people there, and they're just like friendly. And it's to your point, they don't talk much about the Bible. They relate it to today. And that, yeah, that's, and, and it's and the like the music is modern, like. Some of it's like rock music and, you know, and you just, you look around and I'm not even a dancer, but you just like start rocking. Like you're, you can't stop swaying. It's the weirdest thing. But yeah, it's weird. Give me some communion first. <laughs> well, they do that once a month here in this little oh, Dixie Lord. cup thing. I don't take the communion, but. Austin, where are you at with your spirituality? Do you want to come that's a, to that's church That's a tough question. Like, are you saying, like, from, like, a God standpoint, like, creator? Sure. Or, like, are you diving into the spirituality part of it at all? Or uh, going to church at all? Or, you know, what What are your beliefs? That's a good question. Um, I don't go to church. Uh-huh. It's not that I don't, I don't feel like I need to go to church. Uh, I don't I don't know if I'm closed-minded about it or not, but I just don't feel like I need to go. Right. You don't need to go, but do you want to go? I don't feel like You want to experience it because you've never really been in church since you were little. Yeah, and I relate to her. A lot of her, like, the music, the standing up, sitting down, standing up, (laughs) sitting down. It's a lot of work, man. Man, I'm going to go to church Sunday instead of going to the gym. No. Well, they feed spiritually, you. They work you out. Spiritually, your mind <laughs> yeah. is being worked. No, I, uh, I definitely believe in a, a creator, a God, especially. Um, I am very thankful for a lot of things in my life, especially recently. I don't know if you've seen my Facebook post. I have been seeing your post, and I love it. The, about the love, and that's why I asked about like different parts, of, like different kinds of love. Love is like it's something that's intriguing me. It, like all all areas 
not just like one. Right. It's uh, it it brings people together. Oh, absolutely. And like the more you think about it, and the more you show it, you you receive it back, and it's it's mm-hmm. crazy. It's just like a, it's almost like a universal law of the universe. Uh huh. Like what you put out, you'll you'll get back, and yeah. it's it's so true. Like even if you go to the opposite end of the spectrum and you go anger, like you're you put out anger and frustration, you're gonna get that back. You're always gonna find it. Mm-hmm. So why not show? I literally just shared a post. You need to this. stop with this shit. <laughs> you need to stop. I literally just shared it like yesterday or the day before. It was Jay Shetty, I think. Yeah. And he was talking about all the energy we give out. If we give out love energy, love energy comes back to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh yeah, I get those same quotes. You post sometimes, you share, and it's the she same. steals I, your shit. No, no, I'm on Jay Shetty too. I get Jay Shetty too. Jay Shetty. <laughs> yeah, love Jay. I love Jay. Shout too. out. Yeah. Um. But that funny. That's funny that you're talking I about did. that love thing because we sabotage ourselves. Lewis, do you know who I'm talking about? Lewis. If he says yes, I'm out. <laughs> Come on, I always forget. Is it a book? Name. He does have books. Um, it's not CJ. It's not. No, hold on. Lewis. I, I literally did a shout out to him and he didn't respond and I was so sad. Lewis House. I don't think I've Lewis ever House. heard of him. Oh, no, look him up. He's great. Uh, he sometimes does. Um, sorry, I don't mind that. <laughs> yeah. Did what? Did not mean anything. Like, pointed a constable. I didn't see. I didn't um, notice. He literally does podcasts with Joe Dispenza sometimes and I love the two of them together. Joe Dispenza, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't know this guy though, right? Because no. you two freak me out. Because <laughs> you both know the same book, same people, same quotes. Yep. Well, but no, like it is a thing. Like we spread love and we get love in return. Like mm-hmm. I've had so many people reach out to me and just like, oh, I love like your positivity and stuff. And it, it's just awesome. It's It makes social media such a better place um, because mm-hmm. it can be so toxic and just negative all the time. Yeah, I believe that. It can. So... So yeah, what you've been posting more and stuff. So is that you're, you know, you've been finding more love and you just want to share it with people? Yeah. It's been crazy cuz I've been thinking a lot about like different things. And uh there was a there was a moment, I don't know if I talked about this on on the podcast before, but there was a moment when I was growing up and we were probably in high school, probably like ninth or 10th grade. And uh something happened between dylan and i and it was whether like one of our friends invited him to go to the football game or something like that and i wasn't invited and i, I always sat out in the front porch you remember mm-hmm. i would always rocking. sit out on the front porch and i would always rock and they would always make fun of me like oh what are you gonna do go out sit on the rock like i would always listen to my music and stuff like that out there uh-huh. out there but i felt like you, that you he would rock hard you didn't just like casually rock he was rocking and rolling on that chair i'm just saying it was well, hard i'm gonna do something i'm going full <laughs> fucking throttle it was hard i mean his full head was throttle. hitting the back of the chair he was going full, full, full and i the thing is now that you point that out i didn't even realize i was doing that because i was so like invested in my thoughts it's 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 crazy that i'm talking about that like just the fact that i used to sit there as a as a kid in in high school before like any traumatic events happened to me like i was literally like it was almost like manifestation to me like i was literally thinking like okay like if i can picture myself in this office like a skyscraper office building like in a suit in an office chair like i was literally like putting myself in those situations and then not only that but it was like the passing of our grandparents like we have no grandparents Mm -hmm. because they all passed young when we were younger and like just thinking about life like I would literally think about life and I would literally like sometimes I would cry like I would you guys wouldn't even know because I'd be out there there'd be times like that was my safe place like that that would be like the time like it'd be like 11 or 12 o'clock at night everybody's in bed I would go out on the porch at nighttime and just sit out there and chill and just like listen to music for hours yeah and it, it was like peaceful to me it's I don't even know but there was a time yet yeah, back to the story um I sound like you know <laughs> um yeah, so Dylan goes to this football game or whatever, and I'm sitting on the porch, and I'm, like, bummed out, right? And uh, somebody must have told Kyle this, and he was living down in the basement at the point. At this point. He comes up the, the outside steps. You know what I'm talking about, the mm-hmm. outside steps. And he's like, yo, come down here real quick. I got to tell you something. I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. So this is, like, the first time, like, him and I ever, like, had a legit conversation, and it kind of came off, like, kind of jokingly because he never really, like— He was never serious. 
Yeah. But he was serious, but it came like he's a lot like me. I lay off a lot when I'm uh, trying to be serious. And this is where it comes back to your your question, like why aren't finding this love? Like, but I went down there and he, uh, I was like, yo, what do you got? What do you got? Show me. He's like, I don't got to show you nothing. And I was like, okay, like what do you? And he asked me a question. He's like, do you ever hear the statement? Is the glass of the glass half full or half empty? Mm. And I was like, no, I never heard of that. He said, well, how do you how do you see a glass when it's filled? I mean, when it has a certain level, like I don't want to know how to explain it without. I said, I would see it but as... But it's filled to the center of the glass. Yeah, so if it's filled to the center of the glass, what do you see, half empty or half full? And I was, talk- I was thinking about it, and uh, I was like, I don't think I knew what I was saying, but I said half full. And he like started explaining, like, yeah, if you see it half full, that means you have a positive outlook on things. And then he was explaining this whole thing, and like that was the one moment like he was actually serious about a conversation with me. And... Uh, the fact that you said that he couldn't express his emotions, he he has the same he had the same emotions I do, and I'm I'm getting emotional right now. But he uh he definitely had those emotions. And to your your question, I I'm tapping into that. Yeah. And I'm trying to express it. Like right now. Absolutely. And hey, you know what? I'm all about like men should cry i actually i just made a post about men should cry they should express themselves it's okay and society is the fucked up place where we've you know been taught that men can't do these things and when women do them they're crazy like shut up like i it's not that i don't i I guess i do in a sense because i don't know like there there's just so much in me and to to follow through with that that story and why i told it is because Lately, I felt like I feel like my glass is full mm-hmm. and overflowing to the point where I can give. Yeah. So. Yeah, and but you've been giving. Like, I just we had this conversation. We were on the phone for like two hours this one night, and he gives a lot. He mm-hmm. doesn't even realize what he gives. He literally saved my life two times in the past. See, and I, he I doesn't want that. a praise for. He doesn't want yeah. praise for it. But honestly, I was so bad. Who, what mother goes to their son and puts him in a position where he has to talk me out of stupid stuff? Right. But it's he people just, speaking through me. It's but not he me. just did it. But he just knew what to say, and yeah. he he got me through it. Wow. But yeah, I I just feel like lately, like my glasses, and I've heard this from a guy. He he did uh, some drug, and it made him feel like he was just so full of abundance that he felt like he he wanted to share with people, and like that that really related with me, like. I can literally sit here and tell Kyle, like, dude, my, my glass isn't half full or half empty. It's fucking overflowing. Yeah. So. Well, that's... I mean, my thing to you, Austin, too, is I feel like I'm the same way. I help people. I help people. I help people. But sometimes I feel like that sometimes we don't help ourselves enough because we're so busy helping others that we forget about ourselves. And not that we aren't taking care of ourselves, but, like, sometimes we don't allow ourselves to be very vulnerable with ourselves or with other people we like just have this hard exterior and we're always helping helping others and i think that it's important that we too like you know soften up a little bit allow ourselves to feel how it is we're feeling and it's what we talked about before the podcast when you and i talked like we sabotage relationships i can't Mm -hmm. i'll admit it i can't love yeah you know, and, and well, the only reason you can't is because you're saying you can't. I mean, I can, but I'm I have to learn that. Yeah. You know, their dad and also attest to it. He says you're mean, you're cold hearted, you have no feelings, and sometimes I'm like, yeah. If I think about, I don't have the feelings that I probably should have, and you do sabotage people that way. You push people away, and you just you that wall just comes up. Mm-hmm. And all three of us. Why'd you have to ask me that question? <laughs> Damn it. It's okay. You're no, no, I'm what? Just, what? no, it's okay. Because you cry, like no, I know. He's crying no, on here because, because I'm sorry if I say that. No, 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 and no, no, no. Like, oh no, no, he but, doesn't care. No, I'm like, just joking. No, because I I wanted to bring it up, and it was just it was just a matter of time before I brought it up. Yeah, but absolutely. I I absolutely love the question, and and it. How did you end the conversation like, with Kyle? I'm not sure how it ended, but I literally just walked out, and that was it. Like that's all I remember. That's so interesting. But I truly, I truly believe, even with the medium saying it, I truly believe like him and I were, are very alike Mm -hmm. in a sense that we, 
he the medium medium told you that he put on facade, and sometimes I believe I do, but recently facade is when you put on like a fake a fake image yeah fake image of yourself, and I I feel like I do that sometimes, but recently I just I'm just letting it letting yeah. it be. Yeah, it gets but, tiring putting that fake facade on. It's hard, it's exhausting mm-hmm. to put that fake. Oh, I know my my fake facade was just being very sarcastic in high school and just like class clown, like get in trouble. Like (laughs) it was so stupid, but that definitely was me. And now it's funny because I I definitely find myself not trying to make as many jokes or I'm not sarcastic anymore because your brain doesn't know any differently. Mm -hmm. So I try really hard not to um, get in that cycle. Interesting. Yep. I believe there needs to be more love in the world. Yes. To share. Yes. And I have a quote here that really caught me. It says, be the change that you wish the world, wish to see in the world. And that was from Gandhi. Mm -hmm. Be the change that you wish to see in the world. And that's, that's very relevant right now in the world. Not in the United States, not in your family, but in the world. Yeah. Well, Good that closes the book. <laughs> Do you guys have any final thoughts, statements, you took away quest- our energy. questions? <laughs> well, if anyone has any questions regarding meditation, if we didn't cover something, um, please feel free to reach out to me. Feel free to reach out to me with meditations you're interested in. And if I have any that I think might... Um, be good ones. I can send them your way. And they're free, right? Oh, yeah. Always to, always free yeah. with Kayla. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think you have no, to get onto What's some your, uh, socials? kind of website. What? What's your socials? Your Instagram, whatever, where people can reach out to you. Uh, so my Instagram is kwolf. So it's K-A-Y-W-O-L-F-F-F. Um, I don't even know what my Facebook is. You can find me under Kayla Brooke, I believe. Yeah, I think it's Kayla Brooke. Yeah, yes. Kayla Brooke. Uh, picture is is at a winery um with a huge inspirational wall behind it so find me message me let's chat about it sweet awesome thanks guys we'll catch you on the next one thanks for listening guys another episode of the science thanksgiving podcast we will catch you next week see ya bye